radio? Yes, talk radio. So boring, man. Okay. Centered again. And it's Primo who can't get it out. Fired from the line. Here's a rebound side of the net. Goal! series and uh, Green gets the goal and ends this baby in a second overtime at 10:51. and the crowd is still standing and here's the announcement Travis Green assist to number 16 Darcy Tucker and to number 67 Robert Shvela there you go Fela assisting. Green, the hero for the Maple Leafs. September 9th, 2019, I am Brutes Bataglia of the North Side. What's the, That's a website. What? <laughs> so you had a productive summer, I take it? I am, I am no longer, I think I was with that website the day after that other podcast came out. Really? Yes, okay. I've been there a while. Alright, well, I'm uh, James Cole, and I did nothing all summer, and uh, have no one to contribute my work to, so... Thank what you. happened to National Puck? You didn't end up doing that or nah, what? Nah, no, I don't know. They came at me the wrong... The, it's summertime. I just... I clocked out. <laughs> they offered me a job at the worst possible moments, and I just said, nah. Nah. Is anyone else here? <laughs> ch- ch- Is it cop sock? Yeah. How do you say it? Yeah, say uh, it. how do you say that? Uh, Chosen. Who? So who are you? I'm Jonathan Chosen. Oh, Johnny made it. Johnny yeah, made it. it. We kept saying Johnny was going to be on. We never did it last season, but Johnny is here. Finally joined us. He's the Sean Leahy to our to our podcast. Down goes Brown, probably. You're, you're more of a Leahy. Pop culture. I don't no, know. I, I feel like I feel like you're probably a pain in the ass. So more of a Leahy type in that sense. All right. Yeah, no, you're also going to you're also going to speak up a little bit there. You're okay. uh, sure. you're coming in a little little. Where quiet. where are you from? What do you do? Ooh. Um, Publication? I are you from? <laughs> I I'm just here to have fun. I don't know. Okay, well, you came to the maybe the right place. Um, yeah, so it was a long summer. You know, mm. it was it was fine. I feel like normally the good thing about the summer in the NHL is you get a little bit of a break from all the you know. 
from, you know, the NHL. And uh, I feel like I didn't get one this summer because it was just like nonstop, just fucking every day beating you over the head with some sort of news. I, I remember like 10 years ago before Twitter was like, you know, a booming thing that everyone would sign on July 1st and a couple guys would sign on July 2nd and then you would forget hockey existed until September 15th and it's like, oh yeah, by the way, they're back on the ice. It's all great. Usually. This summer it no. was like every day it's like Mitch Marner had dinner at Osmo's last night without members of the Toronto Maple Leafs present. What does this mean for him signing? It's like, I don't, I don't care. I'm, I'm over this. I'm done. I, and we've had years past too where there's been one guy that maybe sure. sits around. We got a dozen of these. Fuckers. I need a break. We got a dozen of these guys break, sitting I... around wondering what they're going to do. Yeah. With the... They're 22 years old. Grow up. They need a summer off, and we need a summer off just as much as they do. I think. Right. I'm just sick of it. I'm not blaming them, but I'm just saying. You can blame them. Yeah. You can. Okay. Well, we'll get to that later. We're going to blame them, but of course we have to talk about what the uh, the biggest news of the summer, which is uh, the uh, gas station boner pills. Yeah, no one knows what you're talking about, man. Gas station boner pills, man. So the uh, Major League Baseball has uh, has instructed its players to stop using the cheap gas station boner pills for performance-enhancing uh, uh, reasons in the bedroom and to try to use the better over-the-counter, the, the good dick pills. Cialis. Yes. Or instead of your instead of the you know the the boner pills that you can apparently buy at a gas station, which I didn't know was actually a thing, but I guess it is. My Alice. <laughs> what is that? Ah, oh, it's just the gas station knockoff. Brand. Okay, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Did you hear about that? Did you hear about this? No. Did you hear about I this did this not. summer? No. Yeah, I mean, like this, and this was a thing because like someone else got suspended. I don't know who it was. We'll say it was like Nefi Perez, but I think he's been out of the league for like ten years. <laughs> Um, got suspended like 80 games for performance enhancing drugs and he's like yeah I didn't take anything except for like a dick pill and they're like well what kind of dick pill did you take and they found out he took one of the bad dick pills and then another guy got suspended it was, let's say it was also Melky Cabrera and you know d- so this, bad dick pills this is the whole reason why coaches tell their players not to go out and have sex the night before games you gotta stay off of the sex. I that's, think... That's killing the athletes in the world these days. Is the I, sex. I think my favorite, like, headline or, like, story about it, though, was probably Deadspin, who apparently still exists. Uh, and their, uh, the article title was MLB to horny players, colon. Please use the good dick pills, not the bad ones. And I, it's just great. And it's that's got a picture. There. It's got a picture. The picture for the article is Aaron Judge breaking a bat over his knee. That's if that's not a, a pseudonym message uh, hidden amongst the, the the finer details of our it's great modern culture. Then oh, this is awesome. I don't know, jo- John. Where do you get your boner pills from? No comment. Um, <laughs> why are so many men in the best shapes of their lives needing boner pills? Like these are professional athletes. It's almost know? like they're taking some sort of a drug that slows down your sexual drive and sexual performance. It's almost like there's some sort of a thing that they're all taking that somehow affects their performance in the bedroom. And I wonder what that could be. They better figure it out soon because I don't know if we can keep going on with these boner Hopefully medical science can provide us an answer to this grave injustice to the baseball world, to our national pastime, you know? I mean, like, the idea of a baseball player taking anything other than a dick pill 
to make them swing a bat better or throw a ball bat faster is just beyond me. Yeah. That's that's an injustice. Okay, if it's not, if, it's not, it's not just the baseballs that are juiced. Oh, it's not the only balls that are juiced. If if you're an executive for Viagra, who is your first choice for an MLB player to be in a commercial? Ooh, true. Uh, <clears throat> Dick hmm. Hill. Has it got to be a current MLB player? Yeah, anybody. I would say Johnny Damon. Just oh, that, come on. that sweet, any, sweet, pretty guy. Any baseball? Randy Johnson. Come on. That's the your, big unit. That's your, that's your <laughs> selling market right there. Yeah, I guess. Hi, I'm Randy Johnson. They used to call me the big unit when I played, and you can be too. It's got nothing to do with me being six foot ten. <laughs> yeah, so it's a productive summer for the MLB. Yeah. It's pretty good. Oh, yeah. Home runs are up by like 80% and things are good. And pregnancies are up by 30. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, everybody's having kids. They're hitting the balls out of the out of the park out of frustration. Yeah, I remember earlier when you offered me a beer so like uh, for those of you who are not here, James is drinking a yeah, I'll take one of those. James is drinking a Budweiser infused with Jim Beam. Jim Beam. Uh, so if you want to maybe give us our uh, give us a review like it's the Barstool Pizza review here. Um what are you thinking? Yeah, there you go. It's not great. I'm not gonna lie. I uh, I stopped off on Doesn't my way sound here. Doesn't good. And uh, you can have a sip, John. It's it's fine. I'm not sick or anything. I uh, I got to to where I was gonna buy my beer today and noticed they did not have any cold Budweiser except for this infused this Jim Bean concoction. Brand. And uh, I thought, uh, ah, what the hell? You know, it's why not? But yeah. I found out why not pretty quick. So. Yeah. Well, hopefully it's not infused with gas station dick pills and you'll be just fine. I don't know what Jim Bean puts in his uh, Tennessee mash whiskey, but... Uh, That's probably what it was, you know, made with the intention of. was to be some sort of a, a sexual healer. Some sort of a performance-enhancing booze. Sexual you know, like the Simpsons episode healer. when... Uh, yeah, Simpsons episode when Grandpa and uh, Homer make that tonic that gets you horny. You ever seen that episode? No. Eh? It's a good episode. Tonic that makes you horny. Yeah, they go on the road selling this tonic to try and revitalize. Is that uh, the baseball old... episode? Uh, no, no, but that would make a lot mm-hmm. of sense too. They should combine those two episodes into one because it would make a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. Thoughts on the Jim Bean Budweiser, John? It's okay. Just okay. It's fine. Just okay. Yeah. Um, I guess I, a little bit of housekeeping here. There will not be a top ten this week or next week, but we are planning to bring that back this season. And one of the top tens I was hoping to do this year was top 10 Simpsons episodes. I think that's something we need to get to. So uh, I'm telling you this right now because it's time for you to brush up on your Simpsons. Yeah, I, I don't know if I can watch 25 seasons of it. No, 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 no. We're doing, up. we're doing, like, man, you can't tell me any of the episodes from, like, season 19 are going to make the cut, though. It's it's the first nine, How, maybe ten seasons. Am, am I to say? I, I don't know. I, I would I'm, say I'm nine seasons. I don't think anything from ten would make the cut. Hmm. Yeah. It, 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 season nine is peak Simpsons, and it drops off immediately, hmm. right after 9. Like, 10, there's a noticeable difference. It's not the same. Interesting. Mm-hmm. The, I wonder the, what happened. The colors are, or the characters are a little more well-shapen. The colors are a little more yellow, and it's just not quite right anymore. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Kind of like when Family Guy got, like, art quality. See, now, I was watching Family Guy the other day, uh, because apparently I still do that, and... Um, because they put a new season on Netflix and I was watching it and they had an episode where they kept jabbing about how the first season of Family Guy sucked and I still maintain that that was probably the best season of the show to me I think it was the funniest well 
It might, might be. It's hard to say. I, I maybe maybe there's an argument to be made that the quality of like the uh, the artwork sucked because oh, they, they did an episode where they like they went back and yeah put the modern characters with the old ones and it was like holy shit this looks terrible yeah but yeah I mean like it's it's better it's better to look at but I don't think it's as funny anymore but here's the thing with Family Guy is I I don't think Family Guy's made for me like I just happen to like Family Guy but I don't think it's made for your for your you know average smarts person it's made for it's kind of made for idiots hmm. average yeah. smarts yeah. That's how you classify yourself? I would say I'm average. Right. Would you say that I'm average? Sure. How about you? It's fair. What are you? Are average, you average? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. I know a lot of stupid people. Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to come out and say that you guys you guys are probably a little above average. There are a lot yeah. of stupid people. Oh, yeah. It's hard, it's hard well, yeah. Most of the listeners of this podcast, actually. Whoa. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> what, are you, what are you doing? We haven't even gotten to the Airedale yet. You're fucking sabotaging the season already. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Are we still with those people? I guess you'll find out. <laughs> uh, but speaking of people who are no longer with something, uh, there are certain people that are no longer with Sportsnet. Oh yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, Sportsnet, man, you know what? Every time I want to chirp Sportsnet, they just keep they keep fixing things. And I, I you know, I, I, I can't fault them for that. Uh, Nick Kiprios and Doug McLean are no longer with Sportsnet moving into this season. Uh, as of right now, Dick Cher- or Don Cherry is still there. And uh, most of the rest of the... I was going to say cast. Most of the rest of the cast is still there. <laughs> um, is Shannon gone too? Uh, there, was it confirmed? Yeah. See, now, that, that sucks. I, I do like John Shannon, but I, I can live without him. Like, it's not the end of the world. It's just like, you know, I think... It's a good move, though, to move on from these guys. Because I, yeah. I don't really think that every hockey fan is looking to turn on the TV and get their hot takes from Sportsnet. Like, they just, they want you to talk about the game. And why is it during the intermission that instead of talking about the game, Nick Kiprios is just bashing uh, bashing whatever's convenient for him to bash within that moment? And it was it's irritating to watch. Like, it's just like, it's like Milbury on fucking NBC. Like, it's just, it's... It's annoying to listen to. I don't need that. I want to hear anal- analysis about the game. I don't need you to tell me that, you know, Austin Matthews is is floating around out there literally every time you watch the Leafs. Like, it's just like, can you pick on someone else or, like, watch the game? Or I, I don't get it. It's not for me. That's fair. It doesn't, um, move, the, it doesn't move the needle for me. Uh, I'll, I'll say that we don't like to see anyone losing their jobs. No, oh, absolutely but not. There's a quality of uh, of a product that you're trying to attain, and I think it's 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 just like when a hockey player doesn't perform uh, as expected, and and you're critical of their performance on the ice. You can you can be critical of these guys and, and how they handle themselves in front of a television screen. And uh, I don't think they were winning any fans. I could be wrong. I, maybe Caprios has a huge following of, of people that uh, believe in him. Um, pretty um, much everybody's uncle was probably a big fan of uh, Caprios as well as maybe your your older dad. Um, but it's about it. Eh? I think most of the newer generation of hockey fans are pretty much past the uh, old school takes and the, the the hot takes for the sake of remaining yeah. relevant type thing. I mean, it, it was just kind of annoying. When, you know, you would watch, I don't even know if it's still called this, but, like, I still call it this, when you'd watch Satellite Hot Stove at the end of the second period. And they're all talking. And Friedman's talking, like, I I talked about this last season. Friedman will have a point 
about how you know I I think that the the Flyers are looking into acquiring you know Alex Petrangelo and he goes on about how he's got all this proof and you know this is what I'm hearing and maybe maybe it's not going to happen but this is, seems like it's moving in this direction and Chris Johnston comes in and he's like well the NHL began talking right now about the new CBA and what I think is going to happen and he just keeps going on and makes these good points and Nick Caprios is sitting there it's like you know I really think it's time for the Leafs to move on from William Nylander and it's like what what are you talking about okay do you did you bring anything to show and tell, or are you just scrambling here at the last minute? And he's he doesn't have any anything to bring. It's just like it's like ninety seconds before they went on. They're like, hey, by the way, Kipper, you're going out. Oh shit, I'm I'm in tonight. Hmm. And he has to like come up with something on the spot. It's just like he he didn't really seem like he was any good at contributing what they wanted him to contribute. He wanted to be an insider. He he wasn't. He wanted to be their their hockey go to guy and. He was, but he shouldn't have been. Yeah. So, you know, he was always above his head. They gave him way too much airtime. He would have been someone who was fine once in a while. Uh, he's probably someone who'd be really good between the benches. But he's not good in the studio. Yeah. And, and, and... I would say the same for Doug McLean. Although Doug McLean, although I disagree with him more, at least has a more detailed hockey background and track record. He's done stuff. Not necessarily amazing stuff, but he did stuff in the NHL. You know, and and Rogers the too. They're 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 in a tough spot because as quickly as this snuck up on us, we are now past the halfway point of that TV contract that they signed mm-hmm. uh, to take those NHL rights away, and they're still not the go-to market in in Canada. And and I think it's shifting though. It, it it might be shifting, but it's it's certainly not shifting at the rate they wanted. They didn't get any of those TSN guys to flip like back the, when they got the contract. You remember that they wanted they wanted to, they threw all these offers out. For, oh, we want Duffy. We want to get McCann, we want to get all these guys to come over to our our network because we have the NHL rights. And TSN they they all shut it down. They all stayed together. They they remained this this happy little pack unit that that went out and despite not having the NHL package, still put out a, a, a quality product night in and night out with you know arguably the best people in the business. And it left Sportsnet in a position where they had to fill the gaps uh, on the spot with guys that they hoped could compete with these expert analysts. And I just don't think the quality is there compared to what you're getting out of TSN. And and you're right. I'm, I'm, I think that the shift is on. It's shifting. It's happening. I think so. But we're six years in, and they haven't overtaken them. And it's, it's not the shift that they were expecting to be as immediate and, and impactful as you know, it should have been based on the money they spent to get that contract. Yeah, I, I, I don't really know what they were ever really thinking with Kiprios. Like, I, I just, I don't, uh, he never really showed flashes of having, like, potential of being a really good studio analyst to me. Like, I, I just never, like, he's charismatic, for sure. Like, he's good at talking, for sure. But he doesn't actually bring anything of substance to the table yeah. in, in his analysis, I thought. So... You know, to me, like, this is something that years ago should have been filled with a, a different player. Someone else, like Mike Johnson, maybe, would have been, like, a bad guy to fire in the first place. And, you know, now Mike Johnson... I don't even know where Mike Johnson is. Is he back at TSN, or where is he now? I thought he was. Is he back at Sportsnet? He's back at TSN? Think, yeah, yeah, pretty sure. Like, it's just a guy that... Uh, TSN has these guys, man, and you're right. I Now, that said, I, I would say TSN has, at this point just as many guys that are Kiprios and McLean's to me. Like, now now TSN's got guys where it's like, I 
I can't listen to these guys like Poolin. Um, you know, uh, who's who's the other fucking guy? I was just thinking of. You know, you know the guy I was thinking of. <laughs> sure. You know, in my brain. Well, Dave Poolin, anyway. Like I, I, I oh, uh, well, honestly, I like the guy, but he, like sometimes Jeff O'Neill is very Kipriosi to me. Right, I guess but, Kippery. Kippery. But those, those aren't your flagship guys. No, exactly. Guys, right? That's and, the difference. And that, if that's your if that's your bench warmer, mm-hmm. and that's the worst guy in your team, mm-hmm. then yeah, you're using him in the in the right capacity. I mean, like look at TSN, and this is smart. But I mean, you know, how long can they continue to do this? Like they 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 beat the living hell out of Ray Ferraro all year because it's just like we need you here, we need you there because he is their best talent. So that's why he's. He does like four games a week and he's fucking on the plane all the time. And when he's not doing four games a week, he's somehow in the studio on Wednesday night. It's like, did you fly to Toronto just to do Wednesday night hockey? And then you're flying and doing a game in Ottawa tomorrow night? Like, it's insane how much they use Ray Ferraro. It's great. I'm not complaining. I will take more for Ray Ferraro if it's it's somehow possible. I'm just saying, like, you know, they need to find a guy like that. And I'm not saying they grow on trees, but broaden your search a little bit like NBC found Patrick Sharp by a fluke and Patrick Sharp is fantastic also from Thunder Bay and you know like they made it work I'm just saying like maybe it is easier said than done but it doesn't seem like it really is right and this is the same network that we have to remember uh, tried to replace Ron McLean at one point (laughs) and still has yet to replace Don Cherry so, I, I don't know. And, until they start making these big moves, which I'm, I'm glad to see they're making, I, I really can't take them all that seriously. Um, I am curious to see who they replace these guys with. I think there's there's a, a level of intrigue there because um, I, don't, I don't know if there's a lot of names floating around at this point, but we're, we're less than a month out. F- fuck, Mary kill. Nick Kiprios, Don Cherry, George Strombolopoulos. John? Uh, ooh. Probably killed on Cherry. <laughs> Strombolopolis. Um, that fuck. I'd marry him because I'd have to see him every day. <laughs> okay. Seeing Kipper every day would be, I don't know, it'd be hard. Hard on the, uh, hard mentally. Yeah, eh? Like, not good for your everything. mental health necessarily. Yeah. yeah. James? I'd, I'd probably fuck Don Cherry just to say that I did it. Is he using gas station boner pills? <laughs> I certainly hope so. Um, He's got to be using something. He's like 86 years old. There's yeah. no way that that still works the yeah. way it used if, to. If we're talking, old gray mare, she ain't what she used to be. If we're talking from, from a hockey perspective side of things here, I'd, I'd kill George Trompolampoulos. Yeah. That guy was bad at hockey. I don't know. Great, great host. Did he play hockey? No. Well, he might have played like minor hockey hockey or something. Knowledge in the world. No, yeah, he never played. uh, He never played like professional hockey or anything like that. He he might have known that there was ice involved, and that was about it. I I watched some of those broadcasts. It was bad. It was hard to watch. Yeah, but he was their attempt to get people that right necessarily watch hockey. The name factor. I I get it. It's like it's like trying to bring in like. Uh, what was the CTV host Peter Mansbridge? Let's just bring Peter Mansbridge oh, in. Now to host he'd be good because he's he's a good host, but you know he he's be, not going to know. You hockey. know who would be really good? Ian Hannah Mansing. I don't know who that is. He, he hosts the national. Yeah. Oh. One of the he's hosts of the Mansbridge's sure. Mansbridge's replacement. No, when he You've retired, never heard of Ian when, Hannah Mansing? When Mansbridge retired, news ended. I, I stopped watching. 
Never heard of Ian Hannah Mansing. No, I have not. <laughs> that kind of blows my mind, honestly. Yeah. He's like, he'll be fucking, he'll get the Order of Canada in a few years, probably. <laughs> He's pretty good. Mansbridge has it. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah so fucking Hans- Hannah Mansing will get it. Hannah Mansing's almost just as good. Almost just as good. Didn't they have to, like, hire four hosts yeah. to replace one guy? Yeah, Rosemary yeah. Barton, yeah, I think, is one of them, right? I think that's She's enough fine. of a yeah, point. Adrian Arsenault. Adrian Arsenault. And Andrew Chang, I think. Huh. I don't know who that is. So. Younger guy. Okay. Sounds like a nice guy. Hmm. Um, I, For the record, I would, uh, I would kill Don, I would marry George, and I would fuck Nick. Okay. That's the right answer. Yeah, that is yeah. the right answer. Is that that was your answer too? Eh? Yeah. Okay. No, um, but but in, in, in all seriousness, what, what do you guys do with with Sportsnet? Who, who do you replace these guys with? Why did they get rid of those three and not Don Cherry? Because Don Cherry probably makes so close to what all Don three Cherry of doesn't them have a contract yet. There, there is a there is a take that uh, the reason that Sportsnet has not announced anything with Don Cherry yet is that they were planning to let him go within that hire. But uh, like a week before, he had made the statement that he would be back for one more year. And now Sportsnet is scrambling because to now fire Don Cherry, it would they don't it do would that. like he he showed his cards, and so now the cards are on the table. And now it's going to look like oh fuck, he wanted to come back, and Sportsnet said no fuck you, this isn't a mutual thing, we're firing you. I don't think anyone at Sportsnet wants to be the person to fire Don Cherry because yeah. oh. so. And let's and let's let's slow let's pump the brakes here a little bit, all right? I think we can all agree that we all grew up at one point in our lives watching and looking forward to Don Cherry. Oh, he was the best. There is three generations what, of Canadians that have ingrained on what Saturday night hockey is in what Canada. What he does is is the best, but he doesn't he doesn't do himself well anymore. Definitely. And that's the issue, right? Yeah. But he's and, he's become this icon. Like, for like sure. in, in what other sport do you have someone that is so ingrained on a population John. about what hockey is or what a different sport is. Like I, I, I don't watch football, but I can't think is John Madden the John. same to football as to what Don Cherry is to hockey? John Gruden. I don't know who John Gruden is. Oh, wow. You don't know who John Holy Gruden is? I don't know who John Gruden is. You're missing out. Yeah. But, oh man. But that's my that's my point. John John Gruden he, he groomed th- 30 yeah. years worth of spent John fans. Gruden is not, uh, by the way, I need to clarify this take. John Gruden is not Don Cherry. I was just kidding. Mm-hmm. But uh, he could be. Charles Barkley might get there. He could get there. Yeah. I mean, like, the, the NBA's whole panel yeah. is, it isn't yet, but has potential to become Don Cherry-esque legendary sure. within the sport. I mean, it already is, really. It is by far the best sports broadcast uh in America, in North America, yeah. like it's the best. It he's, is the best for he's sure. To the point where I, I know people that know who he is that don't know anything about hockey. They just know that. Yeah, because of his suits, this guy says stupid he stuff. Does, well, not even stupid stuff. He just he's there every week, week in yeah. and week out since like 1982. Yeah. This guy's been doing. When this. did you stop watching intermissions with him? I when still did, watch intermissions yeah, with him religiously, like every week. You or you just well, watch him because he's on. I, I did, I get your point. Like, I used to make sure yeah. when that did you I get up and sure get a beer and I'm sitting down yeah. for Don Cherry. And now, uh, if I'm out at a public place with people and it's on in a room, I will make a point of leaving the room yeah. because I can't watch it. And it's not so much like I disagree with him so much. It's just like it's actually getting painful to watch. Because, like James said, this is someone that I used to be quite fond of. And 
and I'm not blaming him for becoming what he's become. That's just how time works. Like, yeah. he's just old and, and, you know, his brain doesn't work quite as well as it used to. That's fine. He's but, surpassed his his necessity to the that's game. That's exactly it. But he's just he's become this icon and he doesn't want to say no and the network doesn't want to say no and now we're kind of stuck in this weird limbo where we're just going to have Don Cherry for at least another year as far as I'm concerned. Like I I'll come out I'll come right out and say it. I think we got to the same point with Bob Cole. Where Bob Cole could no longer do what he did at yeah. the height of his game. Not as bad as Don Cherry, but it's no. the same sort of idea. Yeah. But we all like yeah. we all want to hang on to Bob Cole because that's what hockey is to us, right? Yeah. And whether he's good or bad at guys, his job, we You want guys to. also don't hear the intros, but our intro is Bob Cole this week. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. Fired up. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> he baby. Even know what it is. Yeah, is the uh I use the Travis Green goal. Nice. From nice. Uh, from 02, 03. Oh three. Oh three. Uh, yeah. But yeah, sorry. Replacements. Any anyone have any anybody they'd like to see come into Sportsnet? Justin Williams. Justin Justin Williams is playing in the NHL this year, but all right. Maybe. Yeah, I haven't ruled that out yeah. either. Justin Williams would be one if Joe Thornton is willing to live in Canada again, I would like Joe Thornton, but I, I could see him living in San Jose for the remainder of his years. Oh, he's playing. He's on a contract. No, but I know once he's done, I'm just saying. Oh. Like, this is an immediate... I <laughs> mean, playing if for you're 10 saying Justin years, Williams isn't in a... Like, Sorry. isn't an immediate no, one, I'll mean, say like, Joe Thornton isn't. P.K. Subban's another guy in 10 years yeah, is going to exactly. be amazing at it, right? Exactly. But, you I'm, know, I'm right now... three weeks, right now, your panel. Justin Williams doesn't play hockey right now, so right now, Justin Williams. Yeah. And if he's got to leave halfway through the year, he's got to leave halfway through the year. Like, make his contract three months and renew it at Christmas, then, if, he, if he's still left? around. Merrick Friedman... You got Merrick, you got Friedman, Chris Johnston's going to get more, uh, more I would, air time now. I would now. assume David Amber's going to get a little David bit Amber, harder look. But, but him but, and Merrick are hosts, right? Like, but that's the thing. I think they're the same thing as McLean, yeah. right? Like, it's, it's you know... Brian Burke is probably going to get a little more... Which is fine. Time. Like, I, I, he does, if, same, he does the well, same thing as Don Cherry, but that's he's just a little I, more analytical. I, I, I thought all. he would be replacing Don Cherry yeah. level. I don't think we need that, though. Like, that's the other thing, too, is like, I don't think we need... You don't need we, coach's corner, but you don't you need, need something in the something first like intermission. that. But but if you have done, if you're, sorry, if you have Brian Burke on your panel and he's just part of the discussion all the time, you've sort of filled your your cranky uncle void yeah, that yeah. you were looking for, right? And, I, and if if I was Sportsnet, I'd be making a real hard pitch to get Roberto Luongo. He won't leave Florida. He won't leave Florida. No, he likes Florida. No, no, that's too bad because I, I think he'd really excel. Who's this, sorry? Roberto Luongo. He he adds a, a you know a, a shack level of he'd be good you know he's got the, he's got the humor he's got the player experience he's recognizable you know I'm hoping to give me some crawfish <laughs> I don't know I, I I thought that would be a a good a good tactic for them to pull employ. I don't even I don't even know where Vancouver is yeah <laughs> him and Burke on the same path yeah oh that's man that'd be, that'd be good. good what about uh, what about uh, now like I I don't want this to be a, a leaf centric take. But like, what about like someone like well, Dang- Sportsnet, someone like fine. Dangle, who started out yeah. from a podcast, like yeah. YouTube level type be of thing. Fine. You got that youth connection, and now they, gonna, that's what they need. You know, though they need yeah. someone younger who can at least like a character. Not even talk about it. Just acknowledge that analytics exists. That's all they need. Yeah. Because that is what the way the game is moving. And I know that I, in the last couple of years, have really like every time I have hockey conversations with normal fans they roll their fucking eyes when i start talking about advanced stats but like it's a reality like it's it's worth looking into it's 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 something that we should be talking about 
And so to have someone younger who understands it, Dangle under, like, Dangle's, you know, Dangle's very much an every fan, but he knows the sport. Yeah. You know, I, I, he I could just, do it. I hope, I, I guess the problem there is maybe he's become too ingrained with being this well, Leaf guy. he could only do Leaf games, though. You, you couldn't have him on a, on a Thursday night panel where it's Ottawa and Philadelphia or something. Like, it just wouldn't make as much sense. Yeah. That's why you got to get Brian five or, five or six all loaded and put him on. Okay. <laughs> Get the two of them in a room together, and uh, yeah, he's just hammered. I'd I'd watch that. I'm, yeah, I don't know. I'm I know. Just, I know. Uh, I know. Anyone... The professionalism's just out the window. You got yeah. Brian Burke, Brian Five or Six, and fucking Steve Daniels. Yeah, what's, what's a dangle? Uh, uh, fucking, you know, I don't really know know about these kids here in their YouTube today, but anyone come to mind, John? It is well, worth no- it is worth noting too. I just want to add because uh, you pointed this out too that. Uh, NBC has also demoted uh, Pierre Maguire, which I think is fine. Uh, I I I am I don't feel about Maguire the way that I feel about Kiprios and McLean, and I don't feel about Maguire the way most people do. Um, but I will also admit that this is a fine move. Like we don't need as much Pierre Maguire; we can use less of it um, because he. The simple fact is he isn't incredible at his job and arguably like he probably is not the number one color guy at NBC so why should he be no. the number one color guy at NBC now that said he deserves to be a full-time everywhere on NBC type guy you and know I, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna say like I have the same opinion as Greg Wyshynski I think Pierre Maguire should be in the studio not between the benches does he want to be there that's the thing though right and, and I don't know but just because a guy wants something, that doesn't mean that no. you have to, you know, yeah. you it's your job to be his employer, his boss. You know where I'd put Tell him? him what to do. If he doesn't like it, then fucking go back to TSN. I, I don't know what else to tell you. I'd make him the host. I think he'd be a really good host. But up, up, Doc and Eddie. Well, like, you, you joke about it, but like, think but of, up, Pat if, Keith. if he's always passing what you think about the, the first baton parent? to someone else to make a point. It comes back to him. He can do his quirky little statistic about so-and-so's college career and where he played minor hockey, and then he just passes the baton to the next guy. I don't think he has the broadcasting skills, no. but he but he, he can lead a conversation about hockey, which is a valuable thing in a host, for sure. Yeah. I just don't think he has the... It's not easy to be Liam McHugh, James Duffy, no. Ron McLean. Like, that is a really fucking hard job. That's probably the hardest out of... All, everyone on the panel is not your hot take guy. It's not your Friedman. It's literally the guy who's got to keep this conversation together for ten exactly. minutes every I, night. I just I, I think don't know that if Pierre takes can away do that. a little bit of his shtick. Sure, that people don't like it, it, it. It reels him back. It gives him more responsibility while at the same time you you allow yourself to keep him in check as sure. a network. But yeah, I, it's a skill. I just, I, 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 I think it's fine the way they've done it. It's fine. I don't necessarily know that I think Boucher's much better. But um, I don't oh, necessarily know. I'm I'm not. He's fine. Top three in the game. Yeah, he might be. Actually, he could be. It's not a bad point. Like I I think she needs another year. But I think AJ Mazelko is really good as well. Um, so I I think she's someone that ideally I would like to see be one of the main people on NBC. But she does need a little bit more time because she's still she's still getting into it. But she's really good. Hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, Ferraro's the best. Yeah. For sure. And then I, I would probably put Mike Johnson number two. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I, I think McLennan's really good, too. 
Yeah, McLennan's he's I, I like he's McLennan grown a lot. on me, but I I, I all these I guys really TSN. Boucher, so all these guys are at fucking TSN, True. man. Yeah, like that. That's that's what kind of yep. sucks. You know, I oh and I and I should say too. Uh, actually, maybe the second best is probably Craig Simpson. Actually, I forgot about Craig Simpson. Oh, he's really fucking good. You don't like him? No, I'm not a fan. Of no. Jack Edwards? No. <laughs> um, okay. Well, so, uh, yeah. Justin Williams to Sportsnet, hopefully. Uh, but one thing he is not <laughs> doing right now is he's not with the Carolina Hurricanes. Um, someone else is. My sweet, sweet boy, uh, Jake Gardner, has signed the four-year $16.2 million deal with The Minnesota Carolina. native. Hey, John. Yeah. 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 <laughs> If we had any room, that would have worked. But yeah, well, yeah. Uh, Jake Gardner has uh, exhausted his search um, and ha- has decided to move on from the Toronto Maple Leafs. Well, uh, probably at the same time, the Toronto Maple Leafs have decided to move on from Jake Gardner. But um, he is not the most underappreciated Leaf of all time. But I, I think he's in the conversation. Uh, like Cab- Caberlet got treated basically the same way. And Caberlet was better. But Gardner is up there. And, and, and here's what worries me. And, and this, this gave me an idea for an article this week that I may or may not write for the North Side. We'll see if it gets there. But I am really concerned that Tyson Berry is going to get the same fucking treatment. Because Tyson Berry is also very soft defensively. Like, more so than Gardner. But, you know, are we going to treat him the same way too? Because Caberlet was soft. Gardner was soft. Four? In Toronto? Yeah. Uh, it is Riley, Muzzin, Barry, and it's going to be CC, but it should be Dermot or anyone else. <laughs> Sandine, Lilligren. Now we talk all about Marincin, this, this treatment Aki of Berg. Jake Gardner in Toronto, and I see the same fan base that hasn't allowed Cody CC to play a single game and throw him under the bus. So I'm gonna just kind of pump the brakes right there and. Are you happy with the trade, James? Like I'm, the trade off? Yeah. Not the trade, but Yeah, I am. Honestly, at the end of the day, like you're escaping You'd rather Cody you're escaping four, four years of Nikita Zaitsev for one year make or break of Cody Cece, a guy who played in the last place Ottawa Senators his entire career with They went to the, it was the fucking Western Conference Finals a year ago. Eastern. A year Eastern ago. Western Conference Finals. A year ago. Yeah. A year ago. Yeah. What year is it? Two years ago. Two years ago. Three. 2017. Yeah, 17. Okay. three, two and a half seasons ago. That was two full seasons ago. Okay. This season hasn't started, as you just pointed out. Okay. And and were they uh, an Eastern Conference final team that year? They got there. They got there. They were in Game 7. And why did they get They're there? They're one goal away. Why did they get there? Because they Eric would Carlson play a fucking... Eric Carlson and Mark Stone and Kyle Turris mm, and... No, Guy Boucher. Okay, sure. Guy, Guy Boucher. So. It's a bad team. That's a bad team. Really bad team. But they played a system that is defense-friendly, and Cody Ceci's was still a fucking black hole. That's my problem. Could, could the Leafs not have let... The whole Cody... point was to like limit chances, and Cody Ceci could still barely do that sometimes. Well, neither could Eric Carlson. But Eric Carlson had the benefit yeah, of putting... Ah, he did he dog shit. <laughs> At the time, I would have argued Eric Carlson was the best player in the National Hockey League that year. Best player, sure. One of the worst defensive players, though. No, I would say best all-around oh, player in the NHL. I, I, I think he was better than Crosby that year. I, I will disagree with you entirely, sir. Sure. The guy was not good defensively. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know. 
Yeah. Well, my, my nerd stats would say otherwise, but I, I'm, I'm a nerd. Craig Anderson would say otherwise. I, I remember having him in fantasy that season. Yeah, he was good. He quite well. Yeah. Well, that, that'll happen when the other team can't skate the puck over the blue line for fucking 15 minutes. Um, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. But but I think I, I think Jake Gardner is a really good fit for Carolina. I, I, I think putting him beside Brett Pesci, that's, 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 this team is fucking crazy. Any, anytime now. you can pay eight defensemen under, under $30 million, uh, yeah, it's, it sounds great. Yeah. 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 And they're actually good for uh, the most part. Yeah. Except for Calvin DeHaan, but that's fine. Oof. You know? Yeah. Great, great decor there in Carolina. Yeah, it's good. That much. It got really good really fast. Uh, I, I would argue that Jacob Slavin is at this point the most underrated player in the National Hockey League. You got. You got that Falk. You got, is he there, though? You got he's that piece. He's, he's out the door, I think. Yeah. Falk, probably. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. Yeah. I will never they don't forgive, need to trade him. Uh, I will never forgive Mitch Marner for costing me Jake Gardner. I'll, uh, I'll just well, come out and say that. Well, was it Mitch Marner? Well, you guys could have let CeCe walk, couldn't you? Nope. Yeah, that's the unfortunate thing. Yeah. Like, that, that was the problem with the trade, right? Because if they could have let CeCe walk, I, th- I think... That is one of the stupidest trades that they could have ever made. But they couldn't have. And their only option to get out from the Zaitsev contract, apparently, was this. So, if that's what they had to do, that's what they had to do. I'm not going to fault them for making the move. In hindsight, I, I really would not have done the move. But it is what it is. So, like, I, I, I uh, you have a point, maybe, that Marner cost you Gardner in a way. But the Leafs could have done other things to try to keep Jake Gardner. So... You know, it is what it is, but... Well, I, I think the... I I don't know. I, I'm not behind closed doors, but I think the Leafs had tendered an offer to Jake Gardner saying, this is, oh, what, we, this is what we want to sign Mitch Marner to, yeah. and if we can, this is what we're going to give you. And Jake mm-hmm. Gardner said, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. And then Mitch Marner either didn't take the deal or is sitting on his hands long enough to screw them out of that offer mm-hmm. to the point where Jake Gardner said, look, i got to make a decision here. Yeah, I, th- I think something. he got tired of waiting, and I don't blame exactly. him. I, I, you know, it's a kind of admirable that he did that in the first place anyway. Because um, that's that's the guy that should have been gone well, he, he, in July. He supposedly, whether or not this is true, probably cost himself about $35 million, is what you know people say. Yeah. But it was more important to play where he wanted to play. So Elliot Friedman had reported in late July that in early July, well, in late June, that during the free agency window that Arizona was one of the teams that talked to him and Arizona had offered him, you know, whatever, like let's say seven years, seven million, $49 million. And Jake Gardner said, well, I'm going to wait on Toronto. And Arizona said, well, we want you to make a decision on July 1st. And if you can't, we're going to have to move on. Mm -hmm. And Jake Gardner said, okay, you're going to have to move on. And then they made the Phil Kessel trade. Yeah, and that's that was the mode that they decided to go into. I mean, hands hands down, you can't look at that contract that he signed and say that you're going to take the exact same cap hit mm-hmm. that you had the last four years with Toronto, mm-hmm. and that's the best you could do because mm-hmm. Toronto would have taken that deal, mm-hmm. hands down. Oh yeah, even but one one year, sure, even and we'll pay you next summer, or someone will pay you next summer. Like why why not? I mean, on Toronto, like. What's the worst that could happen in a one-year deal for Jake Gardner? He's going to continue to be Jake Gardner, his back that or get hurt. Yeah, yeah like, back. but but I mean, you know what I'm, you know what I mean. Like, if he stays healthy, he's not going to a new team. He's still going to put up buying a new house. He's not his family. He's exactly. not meeting new guys. He's... It would have it would have been nice, but it it didn't yeah. happen. And uh, I just want to personally wish Jake Gardner all the best in Carolina. I'm pretty down for Carolina, and I think it's pretty meant that Gardner and James Reimer are reunited. Yeah. <laughs> 
those two are ingrained in my memory. Oh, Don't fuck yeah. Memory. Let's do it, buddy. Yeah. Um, I have a quiz for you. I see that. Yeah. Uh, now, John, the quiz was initially going to be for uh, you and James, but but this quiz was requested by a, a fan of the show. We have fans? Over the summer. Well, we have listeners. And, um, well, not anymore. I insulted them all. Yeah, you did. So. Yeah, then, Well, none of them are hearing this. This is just us babbling to each other, but it's fine. It's still a fun activity for all of us anyway. So um, you'll be happy to know that over-unders will return in the future, but it's not an over-unders uh, game. Uh, what worst, we have here, we ever had. what we have here, is uh, it is your in honor of Austin Matthews donning the cover of NHL 20 this week. I have decided to quiz you on the cover athletes of certain NHL games of the EA Sports genre. I decided not to go with 2K, but I, I'm going to do EA Sports here. Do you want me to just tell you them all now, or? Um, so what it was initially going to be was I was going to try to get you to recite them all in order, but I, I wanted to cut down a little bit of time because, you know, I don't want you sitting here thinking for three that minutes on one That could be pretty quick, year. but yeah. let's, all right, continue. Yeah, so uh, what I have decided, though, is that you are going to have to perfect the quiz. Mm. We are not going to accept an incorrect answer. It's only excellence here. Then excellence you shall receive. Alrighty. Who was on the cover of NHL 12? Martin Berger. Steven Stamkos. <laughs> now, if we went in order, I probably could have banged that out in 30 seconds, but... Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, maybe we'll just get John in on this. Then. <laughs> you are not a cover athlete master, unfortunately. No. Just by the nature of this quiz, which is unfair, maybe. But... Yeah. Uh, alright, well, you tried Um, John Who was on the cover of uh, Of NHL 2014 Was that Bruder? It was Martin Bruder Nice, <laughs> nice <laughs> Um, James, who was on the cover of So John's 1 for 1, James 0 for 1 But we'll see, the time will tell Uh, who was on the cover of NHL 2002, James? I had that game Me too, That was. Really? I think that was the first one I Played into the ground. Mm-hmm. Mario Lemieux. It was Mario Lemieux. Yeah. Uh, you are one for two. Good job, sir. Uh, John, who was on the cover of NHL 98? Hmm. Not an easy one. We're going back 21 years here. 22, I guess. That's the first game I ever had, and I can tell you it was on the cover. Nice. Well, good for you. I'm not mm-hmm. asking you. Mm-hmm. It's not Van Beesbrook, is it? No, it's not. It is not. John Van Beesbrook. It he is, was on uh, one. He was. He was. Shared uh, the cover, actually. Maybe, that, maybe that'll come up. Who knows? Uh, he was on the cover, uh, or sorry, uh, NHL 98 had Peter Forsberg on the cover. Peter Forsberg uh, of the Colorado Avalanche at the time. Uh, James, who was on the cover of NHL 09? 09. 2009. It's one of two guys, I can tell you that. Yeah, well, it's, it's enough for stall. It could be one of anyone. Yeah. Could be anybody. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'll go Eric Stahl. Uh, it was the player Dion Panouf. Uh, Pion, Pion Panouf. Uh, you are... you are, What are you? One for three? Something like that. Oh, wow. Uh, John, who was on the cover of NHL 2003? You could take the lead here. <laughs> like, I can the tell snob you, over here is what, like, can, oh, that's the easiest cover ever. I can tell you both oh, athletes. Oh, How's that? Oh. Get both, John. Do us justice. I'm pretty sure it was Iggy. No. 
as Jerome McGinley was on the cover nice. of NHL 2003. You are what? two for three, John. Who was the other one, James? No, it was 04 then. Yeah, there was 04. Yeah. Uh, James, who was on the cover, maybe a softball here for you to potentially tie it up with John here at two. Softball, of course. Uh, who was on the cover of NHL 16? Austin Matthews. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> that's, that's who should have been on the cover. <laughs> Fucking rights. In his, in his Zurich Lions jersey. 16. Wow. Uh... Zurich Lions were in the game. So you could put Austin Matthews on there. You could have. Yeah. Was that the year he played there? I guess so. Yeah, I think so. That was his draft year, so yeah. it would have been, yeah. Huh. 16, eh? Yeah. Um, <laughs> why don't you do the order in your head? Like well, I'm trying so to do the order before. in my head. i got to start at 98, though, and that's a long way to get up to 16, so. Um, <laughs> Fucking snob. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that was one of those years where they went back to like Johnny Taves or something like that. Is that your final answer? Yeah, probably shouldn't be, should it? I don't care. <laughs> don't give a fuck. <laughs> uh, uh, this uh, this podcast sponsored by uh, Michelob Golden Light. That's not good. Michelob uh, official beer of the Minnesota Wild. Official beer of the podcast. This is also a Minnesota Wild podcast. You guys will be happy to learn in a few uh, topics we're going to get there. Comment, David. Uh, it was Jonathan Taves. Hmm. Jonathan Taves. Probably now, John, my original answer. Uh, you have two. You can seal the win here. Well, actually, uh, you've already won. But uh, you can rub in it. Rub it in a little bit here. Yeah. NHL 06. Who was on the cover? <laughs> Do you know who was on the cover, James? <laughs> Fucking right, I do. Yeah. That was one of the only ones I think I would have known right off the bat was 06. 06 and 2002 I knew for sure. And last year. <laughs> I would have I done good on that. I think year's. it's a lightning player. I can't decide which one. Okay. Um, it was not Dave Andrichuk, I will tell you that. Imagine. I'll go with Vinny. It was Vincent LeCavalier, nice. John. Uh, you are three for four, and you are our cover athlete master for the day. James, I will give you uh, a lot of props, though, if you can nail what would have been your tiebreaker. Okay. Uh, can you tell me who was on the cover of NHL 2003 in Finland? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> who was popular in Finland back then? For what it's worth, I, I got to tell you guys this: 2001 in Czech Republic was Martin Ruchinsky. Nice. Did you imagine that? No, I can't. I don't even know what team he played for. <laughs> Canadians? Ruchinsky? Was he on the oh, Rangers? The Canadians by then? Probably. Maybe the Sharks. Who knows? Probably Canadians. But yeah, I'll look it up. Oh three Finland. I'm going to narrow it down to two guys. Sure, that's a good idea. I'm going to say it was either Salani, or, or no, because he was with the Avalanche that year. So Ruchinsky was on the Canadians. Can I guess if he gets it wrong? Absolutely. Absolutely, you can. Saku Koivu. Is that your final answer? Saku Koivu was on the cover of NHL 2003 in Finland. Fresh off his uh, return from cancer. So, it's kind of a nice heartwarming heartwarming cover. Yeah, Yeah, that was one of my favorite hockey moments ever. For sure, was him doing that fucking hot lap coming out. That was the best. Yeah. That was great. Um, 
I don't have a segue this week. Sponsor is Airedale Hunting and Fishing, located in the balmy metropolis of Wawa, Ontario. Airedale has been... Uh, I don't remember the ad. I've done this in two months. your beard, John. <laughs> well, I don't know. Open it on the podcast. Oh, yeah, right in the middle of the Airedale Cody ad. Cody Fraser got right pumped they've, up about they've that had, last year. They've had, nice. worse, they've had worse things happen in the middle of an Airedale ad than that. That's for sure. Uh, Airedale has provided a unique wilderness experience since 1945. They have 18 remote outpost camps that help keep the lake pristine and the fishing extraordinary. Now, John... Can you tell me, because I know you've listened to maybe three episodes of Laced Up before, uh, what type of fish can you find at Airedale Fly-In Fishing and Hunting? I I can't remember the Canadian way to say it. Walleye? Mm-hmm. It's walleye. Right? That's, that's one of them. That's one of them. Um, that's the easy one. Bass? I <laughs> don't <it>? know. Bass? Uh, <laughs> we're looking for brook trout, lake trout, northern pike, and uh, walleye. Maybe there's one more. Is there one more? Perch? I'll say salmon. It's oh, not it's perch. It's, uh, perch might be one of them. I don't know. Uh, lots of fish. Doesn't matter. There's <laughs> <laughs> lots of fish to go around. You know? So. Uh, it's the best endorsement. No. <laughs> lots of fish. <laughs> I guess I'm the Self driving car over there. Um. Uh, there's, uh, there's a couple of months to go in the uh, in the Airedale season, so uh, visit www.outpostcamps.com for more information to begin planning your trip to Airedale today. You're going to be all right there, James. A lot of fish. A lot of good quality fish. Real big fish. Huge fish. Good band. Um, it also was a long, hot summer indeed for some uh, of our uh, restricted free agent friends. Uh, should we talk about this? Should we talk about this? You guys hear about this? Yeah. Um, well, where do you want to start? <laughs> do the Leafs have an RFA on site? Uh, uh, Semyon Dur Argu Chinsev for sure. No, um, yeah, Mitch Marner's on sign. Probably, I, I guess the consensus seems to agree that he is the best of the unsigned players. Um, so, is I, guess, a, I guess... I don't know. Sure. Uh, yeah, there's a good chance. There's a good chance. So, um, yeah. What, what do you guys think about this? There are 31 RFAs remaining in the NHL right now. Where are you getting this information? I'm going to pull that Cat out. friendly. Nice. 31 guys that still, as of September 9th, oh, there we go. don't have a deal with their team. It's not the quantity that's surprising. It's the quality, like... The quality is definitely surprising, um, but I, I can't remember the last time we had this many quality players yeah. um, sticking it out like this. And it, it's like you 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 don't go down the list and the number of Canadian like franchises that are they're going through this like you're you're not you, this isn't like a small market issue where these teams don't have the money to sign these guys. Like we're talking about in your face. You know, spotlight type teams that can't get deals done with their star young players, and it's it's across the country at this point. Like we've got Winnipeg's got a couple, Calgary, Vancouver, Edmonton, Toronto. I think I think maybe Montreal is the only one that that doesn't have one of the Canadian teams at this point, and it's 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 boggling. I'd play boggle. Um, yeah, I mean, there's some interesting ones too, like. It makes no sense 
for McAvoy to sign until Wierenski signs. It makes no sense for almost any of the forwards to sign until Marner signs. And it makes no sense for Marner to sign for less than he's worth. So, or less than his perceived worth, anyway. So, but even, but even like Braden Point, I I would argue Braden Point's the best RFA in in the class right now. And if you're that's, Mitch Marner, that's, that's quite a take. And well, like let's think about this like, logically, okay? You're Braden Point. You're a center. You're playing center for the Tampa Lightning, who just won the President's Trophy. Maybe had the greatest cap era season. Of any team ever, and you break under the pressure, and you decide to sign your contract for eight million dollars. How, as Mitch Marner, do you justify making more than that guy? How? Well, as a player, I don't really think you you give a fuck what you make relative to someone else. You just you want to make what you think that you're worth. And if Point thinks he's worth eight, good for him. Points worth more than eight. He is. So is but Marner, at some point right? you gotta sign. You gotta pony up. You gotta you either play hockey or not play hockey. Oh, for sure. So are these thirty-one guys I, I all going to sit out all season? And I'm not I doubt it. Uh, no, but I'd be very surprised if this gets resolved before the start of the season for for a lot of them. Um, I, I do think you know it's it's not going to be thirty-one. Like there's really no like. If I was Pavel Zach, I would sign any fucking deal that the Devils are offering me because that guy is on the fucking brink of not being in the NHL anymore. So, like, take whatever they're offering you. I, I'm shocked they cl- like fucking qualified him in the first place, to be honest with you. So, like, not everyone has the same sort of, you know, issue that Marner has here because a lot of them are going to be smaller and it's going to be smaller deals and they're going to come in. But I, I don't think... Uh, that the high end is really going to be much different a month from now. Unfortunately, which kind of sucks, and this is terrible for the game. That's the main thing. Is This is horrible for the game, because if, if you've got 30 fucking guys sitting out to start the year, and on in most cases they're one of your best players, uh, that's not a good thing at all. No, like, <clears throat> you go down the list, we're not talking, you're right, we're not talking about middle six guys here. These are... In a lot of cases, arguably top end players, um, and multiple guys for single teams. Like Flyers have two guys in the list. Uh, the Rangers have a couple guys. The uh, Jets have a couple guys. The Bruins have three, I think. Um, like this is a big hit to a lot of these teams, and for the most part, we're talking about teams that are trying to compete. You know, these these aren't your Ottawa Senators that are like, oh, if he signs or not, like, it's not really going to make a difference in our um, season. First off, how dare you? This is an official Ottawa Senators podcast, True. so I don't know why you would insult our listener base that much. Uh, I apologize to the fine folks in Canada. But, you know what I mean? Like, there's Canada. no LA there's no LA Kings guy sitting around still waiting for a contract because, like, who the fuck cares? Like, they're not going to be good regardless, so I might as well sign my contract. Um, and How dare you? This is a official Los Angeles <laughs> Kings podcast. I apologize people in Santa Monica. Yeah, I don't know. John, what's your take? It's bad for everybody. Players, teams, fans. That's the funny thing, is I, is I would be very shocked if this sitting out does negatively affect these players, too. Like, uh, in terms of what they actually get. I don't know, like, they're losing leverage, man. 
It's fine if, if you want to sit out, but like if you're going to sit out till December 1st and you're going to sit out the season and then you're Mitch Marner coming to the table next year and they're like, yeah, I want five years, ten and a half million. It's like you're getting one year, two million dollars, and you're going to like it because I have no reason to believe that you can still play hockey at a National Hockey League level. I don't think any of them sit the year out. But... I, 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 I could see the dominoes falling and probably everyone signing. But I don't think it's going to be before. When October does it affect third. the locker room? When, when guys, does it affect yeah, the locker room? Already does for sure. Already does for sure. You, I mean, you like can the, argue to make you can make the argument that Mitch Marner costs at least Jake Gardner. That affects the locker room. Yeah, you can make the argument. I don't agree with you, but you can make the argument for sure. There might be some guys in that locker room sitting there thinking, "Gee, if Mitch would have just taken eight mm-hmm. instead of wanting eleven, well, maybe we have Jake." Yeah, and if they have to play, you know. Martin Marincin and Cody Cece on a pairing together for 22 minutes a night next year because a couple guys go down with an injury. It's like fuck, we can really use Jake Gardner mm. right now. Yeah. You know? and Tyson you're, Berry and, and you're Jake not living Muzzin up to hurt. your 10 million or whatever you end up exactly. getting, right? Yeah. But they, you could easily say Tavares could have taken less. He did. Well, he, he could have taken less, less than that. Well, well, I, you're you're not wrong, but like the guy was a Hart Trophy finalist a couple years before that. Uh, hits the open market late and late twenties. Marner's twenty two. Sure, but you're telling me that like like Mitch Marner's not making John Tavares here. We have to no, sit down and that's where the league's here. going. Mitch Marner is not. He's he's only putting up the points he is because the Leafs signed John Tavares. I don't know. You don't know? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I, th- I think Kyle Ocposo, Matt Molson, and then yeah, naturally the players do players that. do better on good teams. But if the Leafs didn't have Mitch Marner next year. Are they getting past the Bruins? They're getting past the Bruins right now. So. Well, but yeah, yeah, not with him, but yeah, I, don't I don't know. I think they're going to have to. The Bruins aren't going to make the playoffs. They got you, three fucking RFAs here. Man. You stick Andre. <laughs> you stick Andreas Janssen in in Marner's spot next to Tavares. Tavares can't bounce a few pucks off Marner. Yeah, but does Tavares uh, do good because he has Marner? Does Marner do good because he has I'm Tavares? sure they help each other. Yeah. My point is, is that we're not they're talking both really good hockey players. Yeah, but like they're, this, they're this notion that, that Mitch Marner is, has somehow put the Leafs on his back. But Matthews didn't take less. Like, well, no, he didn't take less. But I would make the argument that Austin Matthews is a more valuable player in the National Hockey League. Than yeah, he's Marner center, is. absolutely. But he's a center. He's got the highest goals per sixty. I mean, of you can player. You can have Austin. that debate till the cows come home. To me, as someone, and I mean, like you know, you you watch pretty much every Leafs game. I I will go back and and watch games from like March that I didn't get to see in in, in like May. And uh, I, I think Austin Matthews is lights out better than every other player on the Toronto Maple Leafs. I, I think it's almost not even close. But people can make the argument because, yeah, Marner led the team in points last year. And he did so beside John Tavares. But at the end of the day, he still put up more points than Tavares. I get the argument that people think Marner is the best player in Toronto. Because he's got good defensive stats. He led the team in points. He doesn't get hurt, because apparently that's how we fucking evaluate hockey players, is just whether or not they're healthy. And, you know, if you watch the highlight reels, yeah, Mitch Marner makes a lot of fucking appearances on the highlight of the night, man, so he looks like a good hockey player. But I watch 21 minutes a night of Mitch Marner, and I see him coasting into the fucking forecheck and shit like that all the goddamn time. So I would argue that you're somewhat right, and that Marner would not have put up 93 points without John Tavares last year. Yeah, I, I I would put him at a mid seventies point total. 
94 there, Brutes. Like, let's, let's honor <laughs> oh, what the guy oh, let's, Sorry, you know what? Fuck, you know, give him the 11 million then. Yeah. He got 94? Fuck yeah, Yannick Perot numbers. Um, listen, I... <laughs> Tyson Berry to you. I, I, oh, true. I, I think that the best thing that's ever going to happen is the day that he signs for whatever it is because I am so fucking sick of talking about this. I can't imagine being Jeff O'Neill and shit like that who legitimately has to go on the radio every day and talk about Gord Miller. Gord Miller works all summer, which I didn't know, and he was on the radio every day talking about Marner, and you can just hear it in his voice after a while. It's like, yeah, so Mitch Marner, you know, like... Fuck, just sign, just sign already. Like, I'm sick of this. But uh, the one thing I will say, and I've said this from the beginning, is I think Marner's ask is is personally, I think, ins- insane. Um, but I will not blame a guy one fucking second trying to get paid what he thinks he's worth. But what, what's he worth? Like, what did the Leafs sign him what, for? What's, to me, nine and nine and a half. I don't think he's worth a penny over that. Two million less than Matthews? Like, yeah. That over eight years, that's almost twenty million dollars. Oh, for sure. I'm not again. That's why I'm saying yeah. I don't think that's. I'm not telling him to. No, sign. I know, I know. But like, like but I, I, yeah, I think I think Matthews is significantly better than than Mitch Marner, and he plays better a more important position than John is he better? I don't know. Yeah, Kucherov makes more than Stamkos. Kane and Taves make the same amount, so the position. I would say Kucherov is better than Stamkos. Though. Yeah. So he makes money. And Stamkos is probably better than Point, which is, yeah. like, that's no, my opinion. Kucherov's a winger. That, probably, but... And Stamkos is a center. But Kucherov sure. still makes more. He's a better player. But you can be effective as a winger. Like, I would rather yeah. have Mark Stone than no, almost any player No, but people say Marner NHL. should make less because of his position. Who is the I, better I think Mar- Mitch Marner should make less because Mitch Marner is not as good at hockey as Austin Matthews. Oh, he contributes less, less. Sort of. Yeah. I don't. I don't even think the numbers really indicate that as much either. Like they're they're comparable defensively. Yeah. Um. But you're. Yeah. I, I guess I see your point. Like Austin Matthews stirs the drink more out there because he needs to. Yeah. Mitch Marner can sit on the fucking half board. And, and who's going to score when Matthews goes to Arizona in five years? Oh, exactly. Well, of, uh, of course, Semyon Durarguchinsev, as I mentioned earlier, he'll finally end his five-year sit-out with the Toronto Maple Leafs. He's afford? actually under contract, just to clarify things. I don't. I'm just making up. Uh, what can they afford? Nine, nine, eight. I without think having to like trade anyone, I, I think so. Now, the other thing I would argue, though, is, and here's another thing where I'm not going to be upset with, regardless of what the number is. Let's say he gets the exact same cap hit as Austin Matthews. I think it's too much. But what I will defend Kyle Dubas for, because I think, and I've talked about this with James on the podcast, is I I think you have to do everything you can to protect your high-end assets. Because in the National Hockey League, if you don't have star power guys, you're going to end up like the Oilers in the 2000s. You're going to make the playoffs every year. You're going to lose in the first and second round because you don't have any players that can elevate their game above the other team. If you're playing to tie every shift, eventually you're probably going to lose some shifts. If you're not a good team, I think having star caliber players in this league, it's not as important in other leagues, or sorry, as it is in other leagues. Yeah, yeah. But I think to have a player like Mitch Marner, have a player yeah, like Austin three. Matthews, have a player like John Tavares, yeah. have a player like William Nylander, because he's arguably the most underrated player on the Toronto Maple Leafs. I think to have four forwards like that, that you can pretty much play any fucking bum on the planet with them. And they'll be fine. Mm-hmm. That that goes a long way, I think. So to me, if they can find a way and they and they 
can draft well and develop well and manage their cap a certain way, if they want, if it ha- if it costs that much to keep Mitch Marner, I, I'm not necessarily going to argue with it. How many do you need, though? That's the other thing, though. That's 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 where I come and, down. And, and because we're looking at a team, and, and this is the whole debate with the Toronto Maple Leafs, right? Is you know, we've never seen a team with four forwards that good in the cap era, probably. Probably. So does that move the needle enough to make them better than Chicago was, better than Pittsburgh was, or does it? Is it not enough? Like you know what I mean? It, it, there's only so many minutes a night. There's only but, so many touches that can go around. Like you're you're right. Like does yeah. is that enough? Do you need to? Be I think that's the way to go. Than those teams though, or do well, you take your two it's, cups? But and it's, you... it's just more of a surefire. Like it's just insurance, right? Like you just you know that you are good because if someone goes down. You don't have to worry about replacing Evgeny Malkin because you have John Tavares kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like you don't have to worry about That's what I mean is if they can afford I think if there's a way to manage the cap and do it this way, I think this approach makes a lot of sense to just load up on your high end. Definitely. And like there there are very few guys in the league where it makes sense to pay them like $5 million. Just like just – you know what I mean? Like there's so many – Variables in a replacement level sort of NHL. I, I, I like. I've made the debate. I would rather have Andreas Janssen at three million than Jeff Skinner at nine. I'd rather have Andreas Janssen at six than fucking Jeff Skinner at nine. So if you can find guys like that in your in your team and sign them for a cheaper cap hit and keep them around, you can move them around and it helps yeah. your stars, right? Yeah, it, it depends how ob- good of a job you do with draft and development. That's obvious, all it is. And, obviously, and if you can is, have that core of four guys, then do great. it. But that's why the salary cap exists. Why, and, it's, and it's why it hasn't happened in the past. Exactly. Right. So just because you should doesn't mean you can. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I, don't, I, don't, well, I don't wonder if there's something here where the Leafs or Dubas at the very least can, can come to him and say, look, we've got John Tavares, we've got Austin Matthews, we've got William Mielander and Morgan Riley and Freddie Anderson. We don't need you as much as you think you are worth. And... I don't know. Like I, I think if Mitch Marner had an offer sheet on the table in his back pocket, um, he would have signed it by now. I think if Mitch Marner oh, was interested in yeah. playing somewhere, he would have signed it by now. And I think if there was a team that was still interested in him at this point, mid-September, that could afford his services in the salary cap, that we would know about it. Mm-hmm. But I think at the end of the day, he wants to play in Toronto. He wants to be a Leaf. For sure he does. And the Leafs want him. Mm-hmm. And if that's the case, look, here's here's the best we can do. We have a salary cap that we have to work around. You, you're in or you're out. Because mm-hmm. as soon as that season starts, your cap hit starts going up every and game you sit out. You. And that number that we're going to offer you goes down relative mm-hmm. to what mm-hmm. that number mm-hmm. goes up based on every yeah. game that you sit out. So I really don't understand what leverage he thinks he has at this point because... I think he's burned all his bridges in terms of other teams offering contracts. And I think oh, at this point, yeah. There's, there's, there, like, this is the other thing is the offer sheet part has has almost gone out the window completely for all of these guys because uh, you talked about Carolina. When we d- did our last podcast on July fourth, we were talking about how Carolina had all this money that they could do whatever with, and now like when. <laughs> We were taking a break there a few minutes ago off the, like, not on the recording. You told me that Carolina has the second highest fucking payroll in the league. Yeah. Like, that life comes at you fast, man. Especially in the NHL. So, 
That's without Justin Williams. There's not really room for a lot of these guys to go and sign offer sheets elsewhere. So uh, I, I wanted to ask you, like, what, what do you guys think Miko Rantanen is worth? He might get the most. He's he's because, comparable he because my like uh, we're we're gonna do uh, top uh, twenty players by position next week, and we're gonna do it versus the NHL list. And I did my top twenty, and I have Rantanen behind Marner. But it's it's really close. He has like, Rantanen's arguably the superior offensive player, potentially, but he's Marner's got the better highest defensively. point per game of any RFA remaining. Mm-hmm. Um, again, this is the whole, is it Tavares for Marner, or is it McKinnon for Rantanen? There, mm-hmm. there's, some, there's some conversation to be had, for sure. Well, the good, but, news, the good news for Rantanen... And Marner doesn't really have this argument, unfortunately, is Rantanen played a decent amount without McKinnon last year. Exactly. Whereas Marner, I, I don't remember more than two games, maybe, where he played without Tavares. Mm-hmm. Like, they both played all 82 games. There was, most nights he played with Tavares. Like, pretty much every night. And I think there were the nights where it was like a 3 nothing in the third period and they have 16 shots where Babcock's like, fuck it. Marlowe Matthews and Marner, like, let's just see what happens here, and yeah. you know, like, try to figure something out. I, I, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. The other one I wanted to ask you guys: what, what is Zach Wierenski worth? I wanted to ask about that too yeah. because we just saw Columbus That's a tough one. jettison mm-hmm. all of their well, UFAs. They need, they need him, and they're fucked without him. Wierenski sitting there going, "You guys just lost out on every every single star you guys had. Mm-hmm. I want to get paid." Mm-hmm. You want me? I want to get paid. Fair Forty-four enough. points fair as a twenty-one-year-old defenseman. Yeah. You're worth something. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's that's those are better numbers than most any other defenseman uh, comparable at at his age. Mm-hmm. And Took huge steps defensively last year too, which is the reason when he was nineteen and twenty, I, I wasn't crazy about him. I, I, I'm pretty high on him now. He, he had a really good year last year. Yeah. I watched him, and he was very noticeable out there. If I'm Wawinski, I'm I'm sitting there. I'm, I'm, I want my. Eight and a half, nine million dollar mm-hmm. contract. Well, and that's and, fair. And on, on a decor that's going to have Seth Jones and Zach Wierenski moving forward, like Columbus, you know, Columbus, that's something Columbus should want to invest in. They are dead last in cap hit. You've got the most room of any team in the league, and Wierenski knows it. Good thing they have an analytics and, department. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're going to need to fucking figure something out here. No, and that's the thing. Well, that's the thing. You look at you look at this list here. You got Philadelphia, Winnipeg. Colorado and Columbus at the bottom of the league in terms of cap hit, and those those are the teams that have guys they need to sign. Um, so that's the only fortunate thing for those clubs. Mm-hmm. But it, it's you know you, you look at your Matthew Kachuk in Calgary situation, your your Brock Besser's in Vancouver, Kachuk's a tough uh, one. You know McAvoy in Boston, even like these these are all really tough situations. I'm interested to see what goes on with Besser because there's been a lot of conversation that uh, that he wants like seven and a half by seven years. And if I'm Vancouver, I, I don't I don't understand why you, you don't want Brock Besser for seven and a half million. Yeah, that's, what's wrong with that? That's odd. I don't I don't know why. So like maybe there's no truth to those reports, but I'm pretty sure it was Friedman that said that. Thirty one thoughts, maybe in the middle of summer. I don't remember where it was maybe. necessarily, but you know he's he's had his injury problems the last two seasons, but you know, it's still really good. And that's what I'm talking. Yeah. It goes back to what I just said a few minutes ago. What are we evaluating? How good a player is, or are we just evaluating if they have injury problems? Like, well, to an extent, yeah. you don't want to go and sign Joe Thornton to a three-year deal when he's had both of his knees rebuilt in the last two years. But, but if, if you're Brock talking Besser's about a 22-year-old guy that can't play a full season, 
Sure, but it, but is it something where the injury is a legitimate concern for his career moving forward? Or is it just he's happened to hurt the same things a couple times? Because, like, I'm not, you know, I'm not 100% sure what's up with Matthew's shoulder. I'm not really concerned about it at all. I'm concerned. Yeah. If, if, if a guy, you're, it's it's tough when you have an entry-level deal because you only got three years to work with. But if, if two of those three years you're getting hurt with the same thing, yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah. you got to prove to me but, that you can stay healthy. But in and the, it's in the same way, though, if, if a guy misses time and he, and he, you know, breaks his thumb one year and misses time and then breaks his foot the next year, you know, they're two separate injuries. But if he breaks his foot twice, is it? it's not the same injury necessarily, though, right? Like, it, it's a different injury, but if it's the same foot, it's just a coincidence in, in a lot of cases. I'm just I'm it's not hard saying, to say. I'm cause... not saying Matthews is or isn't a coincidence. I'm just saying I'm not going to sit here and well, and blame a guy for getting hurt is all. Can you blame a guy for having a concussion? No. So, if you're Philadelphia... Well, not necessarily. Well, that's the thing. Like, if you're Philadelphia in 1992 and you sign Eric Lindros to a yeah. 20-year contract... Well, that looks like shit now, looking yeah. back, because the guy well, can't stay healthy. But that's the whole point. You shouldn't. I, I get. I guess I get what you're saying. Like you shouldn't sign a guy to a 20 year contract. But you know, if that's what he wants, is, wants is seven years, and you're concerned about him having an injury, sure. But are, are they concerned about him having an injury? Is that what's stopping them? Maybe. Like if, it's gotta, if, if Austin Matthews, if if Austin Matthews excels in every level of his development and gets to the NHL and can't take an NHL level hit because his shoulders made the glass, yeah, I'm I'm probably not offering him the same kind of contract I would. Just because of what he did coming up to that level, hmm. you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's 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 a tough sell. I'm not saying it's the right or wrong answer, but that's how a team evaluates a player. Mm-hmm. It's it's what can you do for me now, not what did you do for me a couple seasons ago when you were sure. 19 and healthy. Well, and that's the whole point too. Like I think Marner, going back to Marner too, like the whole reason he's asking for this huge number is I think he's not necessarily trying to get paid for what he's done. He's trying to get paid for what he thinks he can do. Sure, and that's the difference, right? Is is if Mitch Mar- like don't get me wrong, if Mitch Marner can play at his best, eighty two games a year, I now legitimately believe Mitch Marner is the best player in the National Hockey League. However, having watched the eighty two games and only really been impressed with Marner like thirty of those eighty two games, I'm a little skeptical. That's all. Yeah. But if he can find that consistency, then great, and that's what the Leafs should pay him based on. It's the same reason that the New England Patriots have won fucking six Super Bowls is because <laughs> they're not going to pay you for having won them a Super Bowl. If they don't think you can fucking win them a game next season, you're out the door. They don't give a fuck about you. Yeah. You know? Same thing with Antonio Brown. If Antonio Brown comes into practice Monday and he says something that Belichick doesn't like, he will be out on his ass before he's even finished his sentence. Fair enough. John, uh, Patrick Lane. What about What do you give that guy? I don't know. He doesn't want to be there, I don't think. He doesn't want to be in Winnipeg? I don't. It doesn't seem like it. You uh, give him eight years? I, I, I like it here. It, it reminds me of Finland. It's very cold. That's <laughs> all I got. I don't know. I, I'm just... I'm, I'm, what's his worth? Whether he wants to be in Winnipeg or not. What, like, what kind well, the of... Wild do, the Wild have a RFA, eh? Oh, yeah. Fiala. Interesting. I don't know. We'll get nine there. and a half? Nine and a half? Again, it's, what, it's a tough career. What do you think he can do versus what has he done? Is he willing to work at the at the negatives to his game because there are many flaws to his game, um, you know, or is he just content with being the player that he is? This guy wanted to be Alexovechkin, you know, when he was drafted, right? Exactly. And yeah, he's he's got some good totals, but twenty goals in one month and then ten for the rest of the season. Uh, he's eighteen. 
Well, you can have a bridge at six, seven, eight. I don't know. Pick a number, but bridge. Yeah. It, you you risk him blowing up, and then you know what do you do in three years? No, for sure. It's 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 tough. Like, I mean, Connor too. Like they they're you know they're in a tough spot. That's that. Yeah, that's two thirty goal guys on their on their uh, you know list of guys to sign, and they've already lost a good chunk of what made them good coming into this year. Yeah. So. They, they have to find a way to get Connor locked up long term because I really don't like the idea of an American guy living in Winnipeg on a short term deal with a lot of question marks in the team's future in terms of their core. Uh, I would like to see them find a way to get Connor down for eight years. And if it's going to be a number, I, I'm like, I, I as long as it's under 10, I think you've, you've put Connor fairly. Yeah. But for line A, that, that's. It's I mean, going to be a tough one. Jets are sitting at about fifteen five, roughly, for cap space. Can you get both those guys at that number? Probably not right now. I don't think but so. that, but that was the whole thing we were talking about towards the end of, or, yeah, towards the end of last season. Was you know, I thought there was going to be a bunch of trades that week before free agency, so that way all this stuff got resolved ahead of time. And the one thing that is certain in all of this logjam is that this also can't be solved almost without any trades. Like, teams are going to have to make trades to make this work. The Jets are going to have to make trades. I think the Avalanche are kind of close with Rantanen right now. Like, teams are going to have to make moves. Calgary, uh, also Vancouver, has not even close to enough money to sign Besser is another issue. Um, So, you know, these teams have to resolve this shit, Mm -hmm. you know. And it's going to result in trades. It's probably going to result in Winnipeg moving a guy like Brian Little or a Matthew Perot, guys that make four or five million a year that are not necessarily... Um, you know, uh, necessary, I guess, for your team. They're not crucial to your team, so Those you got you got to move them. Though. What's that? Those are centers. Well, Perot isn't anymore, well, but uh, Little is a center, and that's an issue. You could yeah. move Ehlers, get a lot back for him. They need D help. Ehlers is one of the few I would. You don't want to trade him? No, but... they, they can't. They can't. I, I don't think they can. They have oh. to hang on to him. He's. I, I would put a lot of money on Nikolai Ehlers having a really good year this year. Last year was kind of an unfortunate one. Yeah, I, I agree with John. I, I think Lonnie's numbers, or his days in Winnipeg, sorry, are numbered. Uh, I just like wherever he goes, he still has to make something, which is why I was trying to you know stir up the conversation of what he's worth. But I, based on the last few things we've seen coming out of Winnipeg and coming out of Lonnie, I think he's on the move. I don't know where that is, but. You're right. Like you, you can't get both those guys. Like we said, right? It's not just just the Jets that can't afford them. Yeah, it's teams have spent too much. Yeah, and and a lot of it has been on depth and stupid fucking free agent signings over the years. You know, you know who could use Patrick Liney is Montreal, but Montreal it would be so tight to the cap after signing Liney that you know it, it, they they would they were have, going after Duchesne. They had the money for Duchesne. Right, but Duchesne's $8 million, whereas Line it could be 10 Well, Right? And Montreal has $12, 12 million, I think, in room. I guess I have Cap Friendly open, but I think they have... Uh, I, think the only, I think the only teams that can realistically make a run at Line are going to be either Ottawa or Columbus at this point. And Columbus has a hole up front that they could certainly uh, use him to patch. It's, it's what do they have to send back to the way. I don't think there's much there. Could you imagine Patrick Line playing for John Tortorella? Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> and if he doesn't want to be in Winnipeg, why would he want to be in Columbus? <laughs> it's not about what he wants at this point. He's his rights are controlled. I don't by think it's yeah, but I don't think it's Winnipeg. I don't think it's Winnipeg. Where is he gonna sign though that can afford him? That's that's my argument. It's not point. Winnipeg with Line A. It's the Jets. Like let's be clear. It, it's he's not he's no issues with the city. He said that uh, many that's times. What he says. But he's also says he's got issues with the Jets. Like he yeah. says what he means. Yeah. You know. I'm just saying, also, like... Also, English isn't his first language, The though, list but. of teams that can actually afford his services are very slim. Anaheim has eight and a half. Anaheim has eight. Yeah, sure. but, you, you, but you don't want to have eight and a half. Like, eight and no, a half does you no good. If you sign Line A at 8.4 and you're at 8.5 in room, that's great. I just say, if, if he anyone wants gets a, hurt, your team forfeits like a first Like, if he doesn't like Winnipeg pick. as a city, then if he wants a big city or the beach or... Sure, if that's what he wants, great. But. So like, I, I'm, I'm thinking eight is a minimum for Line A at this point. Oh, for sure, I think so. So... It, it, right there, the number of teams that can afford them go way down, and I, I th- honestly think it's just down to Ottawa and Columbus that can afford them. If he can't take some sort of low salary bridge deal with the Jets to prove that he's not this, you know, one month pony that, which I don't think he is, because you know no. his, his first two seasons. Were no, I was gonna, fine, I was about to come at you pretty hard with that one. No, I, I just, you know what I mean. The like, last year was just an unfortunate year I, for him, for sure. What I'm saying is, I think, I think he's his options are down to three teams, one of which has his rights that may not want to trade those rights. And how's your muffin, John? <laughs> What's coffee? Oh, is it? I thought it was butter. I just liked how you were trying to be all uh, Quiet, all wonder. stealth about it. That was pretty good. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens with all these guys. John, I wanted to talk to you at length. Um, uh, this is the beginning of the podcast now. Uh, the Minnesota Wild had an interesting summer. Arguably among the most interesting in the NHL. I think they had one of the most interesting years in the NHL. Uh, who Who's... Yeah, I would say it goes Ottawa. And then Edmonton. And then mm, might be Minnesota for the interesting, interesting stuff off the ice the last year or so. Um, for those of you who missed it, uh, the Minnesota Wild hired Paul Fenton as their general manager, uh, and then this summer, eight months after his hire, was it eight months? Well, that yeah. Uh, fired Paul Fenton yeah. as the general manager of the Minnesota Wild. You may have heard his hits such as, uh, I liked when all the players came to the draft uh, table that they were all taller than us. Um, I told Matt Zuccarello that he's like a lizard with the way that he handles the puck. Uh, was there another one? Something about uh, his uh, hiring his son. Hired his son. His son's a good guy. Like a head scout. Or there was like a night where uh, where um, they were having like a scouting meeting, and Paul Fenton was at a Super Bowl party instead, or something like. Uh, interesting gentleman. It was a bad for decision. sure. Yeah. So what 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 is your take on? What is your take on the whole thing? Because now you got. Uh, well, we'll get there in a second. We'll get to your your new general manager. But um, what what is your thoughts on the Paul Fenton era? <laughs> uh, they flipped the coin and I don't know like they thought he, he had no experience but whoever they talked to his references or in the interview obviously they thought he was a good fit like I don't know if David Poyle just lied to get him out of Nashville I don't know like that was a bad hire he, he made a lot of bad moves he he seemed like he didn't give a shit and, I don't know set the team back a couple years like they let him do the draft and hire for your sign for agents that's messed up i don't know <laughs> do, do you think craig leopold's a good owner no well 
he's got a lot of money and he spends that money. That's a good thing in an owner. To let a guy that almost traded Jason Zucker and, you know, fired him after free agency, that's... I, I don't know. It's a bad team. James, it's, what's it's your take team. on the Paul Fenton era in Minnesota? <laughs> oh, I'm going to need another beer for that one. Uh, that's uh, a little bit of Jim B minute. It's not great. It's not, it's not great, Coop. It's not great, Bob. Uh, it's not great. It's not great, Boots. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Like, they're, they're probably... Are they in a worse position than they were a year ago? Probably, yeah. Is it because of Paul Fenton? No, it's because of the owner. Yeah. Because, I mean, like, you could argue most teams are in a worse position than they were a year ago unless they bring in younger players because your team just gets older, right? Yeah. So, like, you know, it's kind of the case for any team that doesn't make... I'm sure Fenton to... wanted to rebuild, but what the owner said, no, you're not rebuilding then. You tried to find a creative yeah. way to do it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know if that was maybe what it was, if he had a vision where, you know, if you can't get high-end prospects, you know. I mean, like... I can't fault him for the Charlie Coyle trade because I think that was I think that's going to end up being a huge win for you guys. But it was um, it'll be it was a move out of necessity, and I think you got a really good asset back. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, well, there's no point in keeping around a forty point winger. Well, I think at the end of the day that that was a very generic. We're not making it. Those guys are. Yeah, let's we're we're able to get. Flip something. Fucking Ryan Donato for him. Yeah, for sure. I don't. I think that was a really smart move, honestly, but. You compare that to the the El Nino for Rask situation, and that's you know you're barely coming out even at that point. So uh, even, well, I'm being Ooh, nice, Jimmy. John. I'm being nice, John. That's one of the worst trades I've ever seen in my life. Um, and then you got your Grandland for Fiala, which is going to be kind of interesting. Fiala is a free agent RFA. Uh, as of right now. Uh, you guys have eight million in cap space, rounding up. What do you sign Fiala for? I don't know. Um, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you sign him for. It, they're missing pieces, and they're close to the cap. Yeah. Can no. can this team make the playoffs no. next year? Well, I was going to say, we, we've got Matt Dumba was yeah. having one of the best seasons that I can recall yeah. from a Minnesota defenseman yeah. ever. And he goes down with a you know crucial injury since the Pavel Patera era. Yeah, anyway. it was a cheap shot from the, the Calgary. The Pavel Patera. Patera. The Patera era. Patera. Patera. You. Some say Patera, I say Patera. Yeah. No, but you're you're getting that quality player back next year, and and you'd assume he's going to compete at the same level that he was before going down. Yeah. But if, defense isn't a problem. It's sure. Well. Well. Well, come on now. You've you've got Devin Dubnik, who admittedly hasn't been the best the last year and a half, maybe. But if he can come back at a, a reasonable level of you know uh, competition, and you add Dumba uh, next to Spurgeon and you know Suter and, and those and those quality guys, can you get by with scoring two or three goals a night? Yeah, maybe. I I don't know. Like I'm not I'm not going to sit here and tell you that the Minnesota Wild are a playoff team. But if if in April we're talking with them as a wild card. Yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna be surprised. Yeah, the West is all over the place. Yeah, the Blues winning the Cup was a terrible thing it, to happen it, because well, now you have all these teams that maybe thought about rebuilding that. I agree, it was a terrible uh, thing to happen. Yeah. I did not enjoy much of it. Like, I'm sure Craig Leopold saw that and like, oh, we're only one piece away from being the St. Louis Blues, and you know, 
I'm sure it's not just the Wild that like I'm you know there's a lot of teams that should be rebuilding or I think the Wild pieces and I think the Wild's biggest problem is their division um, yeah. because I I do think that they're they could be a top eight team in the West yeah. but those other seven teams could come from their division at the end of the day real, realistically yeah. right so yeah, that's a tough division um I don't know big Republican Craig Leopold oh, he's got a lot of money. I'm sure most of the owners are Republican. The uh, they hosted the Republican National Convention in 2008 at the XL Energy Center. Hmm. Good for them. Hmm. A beautiful building. Oh, I... what do you think Jim Balsilli's doing these days? Blackberry still? I don't know. Mm, he is still worth 800 million dollars. Blackberry's still a thing, I think. Like it is. Yeah, they. It I was security one. and stuff like that. Well, they they put a new line of uh, phones where they got away from their own operating system yeah. and they uh, adopted the Android system. I was watching, uh, I think it was Parks and Rec the other day, and someone said something about like getting out their BlackBerry, because the episode was from like 2010, and I just started laughing about how in 20 years people are going to watch that episode and be like, what are they talking about? What's a BlackBerry? What's a BlackBerry? Um, what is your thoughts on new general manager Wax Museum Bill Guerin? It's fine. Would you have it's rather fine. the human Bill Guerin, or are you fine that with the a, Wax figure? That was a really weird picture to use. Like, I feel bad for Bill Guerin, because said- that is... <laughs> Like, that is going to be a picture that's used for a long time. Like, I feel bad for him. That... It's just... Someone like... sat down and said, this is the photo yeah. that we're going to use. What kind of use. lens were you using? <laughs> it looks like it's, like, yeah. taken in such a way to, like, to like compliment the wetness on your face or something. It's like, Who what cranked the, the room up to 102 yeah. before taking that photo? Like, yeah. Yeah, it's like when Mayor Quimby goes up for the debate and he's fucking sick and he's just like they put the flames around him. And, yeah, well, yeah. sure. Yeah, what do you think? What do you think about Bill Guerin? It's fine. I don't. I don't think the GM is the one running the show there, so it doesn't matter. Who's yeah, it's more of like an Ottawa Senators type, uh, yeah, pulling the strings yeah. kind of thing. I mean, he's making the man. decisions, but like if, if Leopold says you're spending to the cap and you're not trading this person, then mm-hmm. you, you got to listen to him. Yeah, it's the owner. But. Yeah. It's a bad team. Do you have much Very hope? Very bad team. No, no. Any hope? No. Well, what do you do with the guys that you have right now? Like, 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 Parise and Suter. Are they long for the team? Are they on the way out? Now, I've heard that Minnesota is the land of a thousand lakes. Ten thousand. Ten thousand lakes. Is that what I said? I said a thousand. I've heard that Minnesota is the land of ten thousand lakes. So my proposal would be is that within those ten thousand lakes, there must somewhere be a Robidaw Island. And what you could do is ship these members of the Minnesota Wild to said Robidaw Island. Um, you know, to do whatever it is you do on Robidaw Island. Go to parties. Now, hiring uh, Lou would have been a good decision. He could have got that done. Yeah, you guys you guys might be one of the few teams in the league that actually could use Lou Lamorello as a general manager. That's kind of an interesting notion. Hmm. Zach Prize would go missing, but... That'd be tough. Oh, they've dealt together before, <laughs> so yes. They're acquainted, you might say. Yeah. Yeah, there'd be no one better, actually, to ruin Zach Parise's career than the guy who tried to ruin it the first time. So We're uh, we're two Republican conven- conventions away from that contract being over, so. <laughs> That's fucked. <laughs> fucking Eric Trump is going to be yeah. running for his second fucking term. Yeah. yeah. And we'll still have Zach Parise. Oh, my God. Well, 
Based on the NHL 20 sim, uh, Zach Preez is a 94-point score. So Yeah. Good luck to He's, you. I mean, they both still have life in them, right? Like, Suter's still really fucking good. is yeah. Yeah. Um, still a top six winger in the league for sure. Yeah, but he's playing top three minutes. Well, that's that, have but, to. but that's your problem. Yeah. Is he is legitimately like, I don't know, who's the best forward on the Minnesota Wild? Ryan Donato? It might be Parise. Ryan Hartman's up there. Any uh, promising prospects on the way? No. Not a great, <laughs> not a great scouting department, actually. No. 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 All right. Well. Okay. Well, you guys got Nick Sealer. Yeah. Sealer, I just met her. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think that's it well, for... Uh, oh, just, you got just, more. Just okay. while we have John. Okay, sure. Because this is episode one. Sure, plug your hotel. We're probably not going to have John down the road, I'm assuming. He's not going to want to come back to this... Oh, is that bad, eh? Paradise. Sure. No, we're, well, we're not... My house, we're not great. But... Yeah. John, um, it is September 9th. Uh, real quick, do you have a, uh, a cup winner this year? Ooh. Just to hold you to something firm come April? Hmm. Yeah, this is normally our season predictions episode, but I think we have to wait like a month to do that this year because well, uh, we got to wait for all the RFAs to sign. Yeah, yeah, I don't know who's on what team right now. True. I don't know. That's a tough one. Um, let's go with the San Jose Sharks. San Jose Sharks, interesting. I don't hate it. Yeah, I don't hate it. You got a healthy Joe Thornton. Yeah, maybe. healthy at forty-two. You got you got that Thornton. You got that LeBanc. Who's in net? You got that. Who's got a hard last name on the on the Sharks? They have any? A hard, like hard to say. Hard to say on the Ducks. Yeah, or sharks. Sorry. Sharks. Ah, uh, it's getting a little toasty down here. <laughs> you can just try to name someone on the bottom six. They got that. Uh, they they got that. Uh, Johnny Brodzinski. Brodzinski. Sure. Hmm. How do you say R- Radam Simak? Simak. Simak. Aaron Deal. Who's Tim Heath? Um. Who is Tim Heed? Right, he's not going back to the heed, podcast. Heed, take heed of, Jesus head, Christ. take head of, heeded, heeded, heeded. Um, heed my warning, John. John. John, did you see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Nope. James, did you see it? Twice. Thoughts? Great. Yes. Let's do it. Yes. What a summer it was. Uh, like, I didn't even ask you, what did you do with your summer? Drink. Beer, mostly. I don't know. We went to Blues Fest, I guess. I was there, yeah. Yeah, we did time. that. Um, I quit Superstore. You did? Yeah. That was... Long time running. Yep. It was well worth the wait. I'll John, did you quit any jobs uh, this summer? No. Too bad. John and I have a class together this uh, this year at uh, the university, so... Um, Tell us more. I'll be getting more Tell us more right now. out of John... As the year goes on, about yes. his thoughts. Second class tomorrow on James. Off the record. It. Yeah, well, so, you know, my my yes. mother is yeah, around I'm not saying it's for unfair. Once. I'm just for once. pointing out a fact. Full yeah, year? We're, Half we're, year. We're taking an environmental studies class uh, at Half the university. Year. Half year? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Who's know. the professor? He looks like Cal Duba. Stewart. Stewart. Is that his first name or his last, last name? Last name. First name would like be funnier. Stewart Barnes. <laughs> <laughs> Stu... Sharube. <laughs> Please to meet you. Mm-hmm. Um, Our thanks to John. Uh, um, Copsock. Uh, kiosk. Copsock. Toolbox. Copsock. Whatever you want. Red John. corn. Johnny Red corn. Yeah. Sure. 
Uh, all right. Well, it's season two, uh, season opener there for Laced Up. We've got uh, some, you know, some fantastic guests lined up for this year. Um, Laced what, Up what season going two. On? Laces out. No, I think there already is a podcast called Laces Out. No, that's the tagline for season two. Laces out. But I can't say it mean. If the laces are done up, I guess they're out. <laughs> hmm. Um... Follow us on Twitter. You can like us. I should maybe start using the Instagram account this year. You can uh, follow us on Instagram. We do have one. We don't have never used it. Wow. We have one follower. Um, is it you? Can is it is it you? No. Oh. You can find right. us on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, uh, Clomper, Spotify, um, Portugal Radio, Portugal Radio. Uh, oh, also, our guest today was also Ben Chozik. Rangeman. So we had uh, two guests today, but one contributed more than the other, but it was still pretty close. I'll <laughs> argue that Ben was the better boy. Yeah. Uh, John, thanks for joining us today. Enjoy thanks your, for us, really. enjoy your yeah. whatever life. Get the hell out of my house. Okay. Uh, we'll see you. Oh, yeah, by the way, we're a Monday podcast now. Ugh. Mondays. Garfield. No better way than to start your Monday than with some laced up. Laces. I'm Bruce Battaglia. ESPN. I'm telling you, this place is perfect. You're going to make friends in no time. Mr. Get me out of here! Here, just eat that! Leave us alone!